So this happens to be a question that I get often because as a mental health therapist, one of the areas that I specialize in is around treating self-harm. I work with a lot of teenagers who are struggling with thoughts about harming themselves or urges, or they've actually taken action at some point. Question that I get often is, should you cover your self-harm scars? And there's really no right or wrong answer around this, more of staying curious and considering these three areas when you are considering if you should cover or expose your self-harm scars based on a particular situation or set of circumstances, some of which include you, some of which include your environment or the people around you. So keep that in mind. So the very first consideration that you want to keep in mind is that people are going to have reactions. They're not always going to be healthy reactions. They're not always going to be helpful reactions. Sometimes they are and they can be, but you can expect that people are going to have responses and reactions to potentially interacting with your self-harm scars. We don't always know people's personal journeys. We might incorrectly or falsely assume that somebody who doesn't have any visible markings of self-harm has never experienced self-harm, but maybe they have. You might not always know what somebody's emotional capacity or relationship is to the idea of self-harm. There is still a lot of misunderstanding and stigma when it comes to mental health in this world. Um, there's also a lot of glorifying of things when it comes to um, harmful behaviors such as self-harm. I mean, harm is literally in the name. <laughs> um, I'm not a huge fan of some of mental health tech talk that really glamorizes the idea of self-harm. I think when it comes to self-harm scars and your experience with self-harm, the conversation and the um, experience really needs to be focused um, not so much on like building awareness. Like if, if you struggle with self-harm, you're quite aware of self-harm. Like you don't need more awareness or understanding that in that area. And more focus on what helps or supports healing in that area. Making sure to prepare for other people's responses or reactions and your own readiness for their reactions or responses is going to be important when deciding whether or not to cover or show yourself harm scars. Now sometimes this decision is already made for us. Like I know a lot of school communities have regulations that say that you must keep it covered. I have mixed feelings on that, <laughs> but I understand why. Uh, you know, schools, their main priority and obligation is to educate you. While they tend to be first responders, I would call them when it comes to mental health concerns and issues, especially related to teens and children, that's not really their main purpose or reason for existing. So they're not always equipped to really handle that sort of level of response that we would think would be healthily appropriate in these situations. Staying mindful of what is your own emotional capacity and how are you prepared to cope with other people's reactions and responses. So if you don't have one already, I highly recommend that you make a coping ahead plan for this particular scenario of other people having a poor or inappropriate reaction to your self-harm scars. You wanna make sure that you were well prepared for that. I have a great resource with an interactive guided workbook and video that is part of the self-care bundle that you can get when you sign up, click in the link in the description below. There's a lot of other cool resources in there too that may help along your healing journey. So if you have prepared for reactions, the next thing that you wanna consider are boundaries. Uh, as a therapist, we love boundaries. 
we love talking about them. We like talking about how to interact with them, what to do when people disrespect your boundaries, because the thing is, is that you might be able to identify and appropriate and communicate your boundaries. That doesn't always mean that people are going to respect your boundaries. <laughs> that is incredibly infuriating and frustrating. I love to share with people that I have several boundaries for the steps that people need to take in order to actively work with me in the office. One of which is that they have to schedule a parent phone screening if they are under 18. If they are 18 or older, they can do that themselves. But um, most of the people that I work with since I specialize in working with the under 18 crowds tend to be under 18. So they've got to have their parent call. They have to actually make an appointment. Then they have to actually show up to the building. And I happen to work in a therapy office that it's an office building with several other offices. So they have to walk in through the main door. They have to find my office door. And right there on the office door, it literally says sessions by appointment only. Wouldn't you know that pre-pandemic people would just walk on and <laughs> oh, so frustrating, right? So if all these boundaries in place and there would be times that people would not respect those boundaries. Being prepared for being able to communicate and articulate what your boundaries are and what you're comfortable with and also being prepared for other people's boundaries. Perhaps you thought that somebody would have had open boundaries for talking about your experience with self-harm, but they don't have the emotional capacity for that. And they're asking not to talk about that. That's something to be mindful and respectful of because you just don't know what their experience could be as well. Being mindful and respectful of your own boundaries and other people's boundaries in these situations are gonna be really important when you're considering if you should cover yourself harm scars or not. So the other thing to consider when it comes to boundaries is if you are continuing to communicate your boundaries and they are continuing to be disrespected, a lot of people forget that walking away is totally an option. Even if it's rude, even if it's disrespectful, at a certain point, like continuing to communicate your boundaries over and over again, it's just not gonna be effective. <laughs> Disengaging or removing yourself from the situation or the conversation in a healthy way is gonna be really important. I like to uh, tell the kids that I work with to use the rule of two in the situation. And that is when you are trying to have a reasonable conversation and gently or kindly telling somebody like, hey, I'm not comfortable with that. And they have an unreasonable reasonable or a disrespectful or just an um, uncomfortable emotional response, they're probably not in a good state of mind to reasonably logically continue that conversation with you and you're just going to kind of keep going in circles. So perhaps somebody has um, an inappropriate reaction to you that you're not ready to talk about. They have a question that feels too personal to share with them and you say, you know, I'd rather not talk about that. Okay. And so they say, oh, come on. Like, tell me yada yada or whatever so they've disrespected your boundaries twice you may at that point decide for a second time to reassert your boundary you might say something like yeah um i really just don't feel comfortable with that like please respect my boundary on this if they continue to circle that conversation a third time you've tried to communicate twice they're clearly not understanding or choosing to disrespect your boundary it's okay at that point to say you know i think we'll have to revisit this conversation on another time and get out of there. Um, if you can't physically remove yourself from the conversation, change the topic of the conversation. You can be totally weird and awkward about it. <laughs> That's okay. Just change the conversation in some way. And then the third thing that you want to consider is 
what do your self-harm scars mean to you and what are the importance of them? So a lot of the teens that I work with who have struggled with self-harm or themselves have scars related to self-harm often hold a lot of meaning to them. They tend to represent a lot to them about their journey or their experience. Some of these meanings can be positive, healthy associations, like noting the progress for man, like look at how far I've come in my healing journey. Other people might feel really deep pain or regret because they weren't necessarily considering the markings that were going to be left behind or how they might feel in the future from those scars. Uh, there's a variety of different emotional experiences. These are just two examples. They are not the only emotional experiences that people can have related to their self-harm scars, but you want to be really considerate about the meaning that you are associating to your scars and what it would mean to share that with somebody else and who that person would be. Um, if you are struggling with mixed emotions or associations or thoughts around your self-harm scars or you're still concerned about what you should do in terms of covering your self-harm scars or not, I highly recommend that you discuss it over with a mental health therapist. I tend to really, really recommend for these situations actually group therapy because not only are you getting the therapist's perspective, but can also be really validating and inspire some creative of problem solving when it comes to the struggle, when you are talking about it with people who are going through similar experiences or um, people that you know are supportive of your health and your healing journey together. Now, when it comes to self-harm scars and this question in particular, it tends to spike up around the summertime. That's usually because um, you know there's a lot more opportunity to expose different body parts that we wouldn't typically expose in the wintertime or in the chillier months. I also know that in the summertime, there also tends to be spikes in depression. So if that is something that you are struggling with, I highly recommend that you check out the video right over here where I'm sharing some coping strategies for summertime depression. Thanks for watching.